Thank you for joining us this morning. Miss you all. Everyone out there on the live stream, I welcome you. I miss you too. And uh, it's such a privilege and an honor to be here this morning. If, while you're standing, I'll just get you to turn to your Bibles to uh, Exodus chapter 17, starting at verse 1. And while you're finding that scripture, I just want to give honor to our pastor. I just want to thank you, pastor. I appreciate your... Uh, um, actually appreciate your leadership throughout this whole period, you and Sister Robin. Um, thank you for being you and allowing God to use you to continue to encourage us through these difficult times. Amen. God is good. The one thing in favor of the shorter services is it suits my kind of preaching because I don't like preaching for too long. But, um, but God is good. Like I said, it doesn't take that long for God to do a work in our lives. Amen. If you actually read Acts chapter 2, uh, if you read it verbatim, uh, Peter's first Pentecostal message, it only takes a few minutes, yet thousands were added to the church. Amen. I say that to preface that this is not going to be a long message. But praise the Lord. If you have it, say amen. amen. Exodus chapter 17, verse 1 to 6. I'm reading from the New King James Version. And it says, And then all the congregation of the children of Israel set out on their journey from the wilderness of sin according to the commandment of the Lord and camped in Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people contended with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. So Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water. And the people complained against Moses and said, Why is it you have brought us up out of Egypt? to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst. So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, What shall I do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. Almost seems like what we're going through today. People that are trying to stand up for truth, almost are getting persecuted. And the Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel. Also take in your hand your rod, with which you struck the river and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. Just for the next few moments, I'm just going to preach on this thought. Now, now, now. Not now, now, now. That tries to hinder us. Now, now, now. So why don't you just put your Bibles down and just lift your voices into heaven one more time as we pray for the ministry of God's Word. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this uh, opportunity, Lord Jesus, to be in your presence, whether it be in this church building, Lord God, or whether it be in our living rooms, Lord Jesus, where two or three are gathered. In your name, you are in the midst, Lord Jesus. So we thank you, Lord God, we pray as uh, your word goes out, Lord Jesus, that this seed will be planted upon good ground, that it will manifest itself to produce good fruit, which gives you glory, Lord God. I pray that you continue to speak to us, open our hearts and, and our minds ready to receive your word. Use me, Lord Jesus, to preach your message with clarity, Lord God, as we give you all the glory and all the honor this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Amen, amen. Now, now, now. There is a lot happening in the world at the moment. 
that we used to only, uh, well, myself anyway, used to only read in history books. You know, even with the advancements in, in many areas in our lives, we still seem to be battling the, the same issues. That always, these issues always seem to pop up throughout the centuries. It seems uh, there are just some things that man will always struggle with. Even with all the medical advancements, the world pretty much came to a halt via a virus. With everything happening around the world and in the States, there is so much tension like I've, I've personally never seen or experienced before. Not to mention the knock-on effect of the lockdown on people's financial situation, their mental health, personal relationships, even on people's faith. I must admit I have to be very mindful at, at the moment about how much time I, I spend on social media because it's just depressing. It just gets depressing at times just to read all the things that are going on in the world, seeing people's life being adversely affected. Though such chaos has always been a reality, now being the information age, all these things are just in your face. See, in Australia, it's been a tough 12 months or so. First, we had the bushfires, then the floods, and then the pandemic, which led to the lockdown. Imagine surviving the first two natural disasters to be hit again with a financial one. See, it's very easy for us to say, have faith, brother, or have faith, sister. God is in control. If I wasn't directly affected by any of those disasters. For someone in the middle of it, I understand if people would have their questions. Don't forget the, the disciples were searching for answers as they mourned after Jesus was crucified and buried. Even the greatest men and women of God may find themselves wondering, why in the world is everything falling apart? But unfortunately, we can dismiss someone's questions as a lack of faith whilst failing to recognize why a person would be asking such questions in the first place. In the passage of Scripture that we read, the Israelites had found themselves settled in the wilderness of sin. Some other translations write that they got there in stages, which indicates that before they camped in Rephidim, they had just traveled through some heavy terrain. They could not make the journey together, so they had to break up in groups. That is how difficult the landscape was. And this all takes roughly a week after they had crossed the Red Sea. So now they find themselves having traveled through the heavy terrain and instructed to camp in a place that had no water supply. I must say, I am not defending at all the Israelites' poor attitude. That's a sermon for another time. But I'm simply describing the situation. They found themselves in a situation where they needed water. 
If you were born and grew up in a first world country, there is a strong chance that you've never woken up and wondered, hmm, I hope I don't die today of thirst. Or I hope there's water when I go into work today. Unless you are in an actual situation where there is no access to any water supply, then we have never really experienced real thirst in a life and death situation. For the most part, we have never been in a situation where water was the number one need in order to survive. If I asked you right now, what is it that you need most in your life? I strongly doubt any of you would say a glass of water. But I submit to you this morning that we experience some of the circumstances we go through in order to highlight a need that we would otherwise ignore. See, God had instructed the Israelites to go through a place where he knew there was no water supply. In the same way, he directed them to a place that was cornered off by the Red Sea. See, God had placed them in an area where they could not meet their own needs. God led them into a situation that identified a need. A need that they could not supply for themselves. As crazy as these times are, I would submit that these circumstances are highlighting a need that we would otherwise take for granted. The world right now is highlighted that it's driven by lies. We need the truth of God's word now. The world is full of so much despair. We need the hope of Jesus Christ now. There is so much darkness. We need the light of God in this world now. Now, now, now. Now is the time. Now is the time to act. We need to disciple now. We need to evangelize now. We need to reach the lost now. We need to pray for this world now. Now, now, now. These times are simply highlighting what we need right now. As confusing as it is, when we look around what's happening in this world, we understand this world needs Jesus now. This world needs the Word of God now. This world needs the presence of God now. Now, now, now. Amen. One thing that stands out to me about this text is that even though there was a need, someone still had to stand in the gap. Moses had to stand in the gap. Even though he could have been discouraged through fear, for they did want to stone him after all, he still petitioned the Lord on behalf of the people. And I submit to you this morning that we too need to stand in the gap. When I was uh, first um, born again, when I was first saved, I used to go into work and I was just amazed and I used to always wonder and think to myself, how many people in a 10 kilometer radius would be filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name? It was such an, an amazing experience and I was so excited and overwhelmed, but also the reality hit me that not many people know this truth. Not many people have experienced what we experienced. Not many people know what we know. 
and my early days and I just wanted, I was so zealous, I was kind of overzealous. <laughs> I got into a few uh, debates slash arguments slash rage um, <laughs> uh, as I was unwise in my early days. But I just wanted people to, to experience what I had just experienced. See, Psalms 38 and 4 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. That's what we want to do as Christians, isn't it? We want people to taste it, eat it. It's nice. It's good for you. And then sometimes uh, the routine of church happens and we go through the motions and God is calling us back to stand in the gap. Amen. God is raising up an army to stand in the gap. It's one thing to know the need. It's, some, it's, it's another thing to stand in the gap and petition God that he meets that need. See, 2 Corinthians 5.18 says, All things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. We need to stop criticizing authority figures and start standing in the gap. And praying for them. Amen. Yes, there are people in this world that don't see things the way we see things. And it's very easy. It's in our nature to, to, to kind of disagree and maybe, maybe slander them. I don't know. I don't want to say that because we're all Christians here this morning. But the criticism's got to stop because the time is now where we've got to stand in the gap. The criticism's got to stop now. Criticism won't do anything you won't unleash the power of god only prayer would unleash the power of god only a church that will stand in the gap for the lost will unleash the power of god and we've got to do that now amen we've got to stand in the gap and the time is now and it's one thing to receive instruction from god but it's another thing to act upon it. See, God told Moses what to do. Go to the rock of Horeb and strike it. Do not take for granted Moses. Uh, do not take for granted Moses' obedience. I try to try not to walk around. I don't want to keep those people on the stream dizzy. But See, we read the Bible retrospectively, so we know Moses, but he still had a choice at the end of the day. And when I was reading this text, it really spoke to me. Moses could have skipped town out of fear. God had given him the instruction to strike the rock, let the people lead the people to their water supply. But he still had a choice. Amen. How many times have we heard messages on discipleship? How many times have you heard messages on evangelism? How many times have you heard messages on this and, and that? Now is the time to act upon it. Amen. Now is the time to do the will of God. If anything, this pandemic has highlighted that our liberties, as we know it, can be taken away like that. We never would have thought that we'll be limited to 50 people. If you're going to wait for later, later never comes. Now is the time to step up. Now is the time for the church of the living God to act upon what God has already instructed us to do. 
Some of us have been in church for so long. We've heard a thousand and one messages. Now is the time to act upon what we know. Now is the time to stand up. Now is the time to stand in the gap. Now is the time to recognize the need. Now is the time to act upon God's word. I told you I wasn't going to be that long this morning. Why don't we stand? I know Sister Stephanie is just barely taking a sugar. But I always say a shorter message gives us more time to pray. Amen. To act upon what God's spoken to us. To respond to the word of God. See, this is specifically for the church. We don't need to hear another message to inspire us. We need to just take what we know and do it now. Take your rod, strike the rock, and give people what they need. And this morning, they need Jesus. Tomorrow, they will need Jesus. The day after that, they will need Jesus. Now, now, now. I could preach a 40... 40 minute message and we still leave this place and we're not changed. Now is the time. There are people out there lost. There are people out there dying. There are people out there that are searching for answers and are looking, waiting for someone to stand in the gap with them, to not criticize them, but pray for them, to witness to them, to testify to them. We can't wait until the, 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 the restrictions are fully lifted because we don't know when that will come, even though we're believing God to do a work soon. But now, now, now. If you never hear another message because our internet feed is censored. If you never hear another message because the churches are literally, the buildings are confiscated off us. Do you believe that you know enough to do the will of God? I do. So what's my excuse? I feel very very strongly about this you know during this pandemic I, I, I look over the Bible studies you know we've started more Bible studies during this pandemic than before the pandemic even though we were restricted by doing most of our Bible studies via Zoom because people are hungry people are searching for answers you know, before the pandemic, before the lockdown, sometimes we were just complacent and we were just going through the motion. But something, a fire was lit in many of us once we went into lockdown. There was something sparked within us. There was a sense of urgency. And sometimes God puts us in this situation to highlight the need. 
Because without the circumstance, without the trial, we would have we taken for granted the need. Now we realize more than ever there is a need. There is a need for God's truth to be preached into this world. There is a need for us to testify of the light of God in this world. There is a need more than ever for the presence of God to fall upon this place. This world is getting darker and darker by the minute. It's time for the church of the living God to rise up like an army. Now, 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 now. If this lockdown hasn't sparked and encouraged something within us, I don't know what will. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what will. But we can use this situation so that so the devil would try to hinder the move of God. He will try to stifle your growth. He's trying to quench the presence of God. He's been trying to do that for centuries. This fool will never learn his lesson. He's such a clown. He doesn't realize that every time there's persecution, the church grows. Because the people realize now is the time. Now, now, now. Even if I never preach another message, I hope you remember this one. But now is the time. Now is the time. You know, sometimes uh, we may have, some of our brethren may have rubbed us the wrong way, but after the lockdown, you realize how much you need each other. Amen. And how much we took the gathering of ourselves for granted. Now is the time. If you're going to do anything for God, now is the time. Because this is when the world needs Jesus more than ever. And they're hungry and they're thirsty. It's time to strike the rock, lead them to the rock and lead them to the water. So why don't we just lift up our voices and pray before we open up these altars. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word, Lord God. I pray that we leave this place inspired, encouraged, Lord God, to do your will, to reach out to that family member, to speak to that neighbor, to teach that Bible study, to share our testimony to our boss, Maybe our boss isn't the best of all bosses, but it's time to stop criticizing and just start praying for them. Lord, now is the time. We've got to stop coming to church. It's time to be the church, Lord. These circumstances has highlighted a need. And Lord, we come before you standing in the gap, petitioning you, Lord Jesus, that you would use us, oh Lord God, to spread your gospel. That you would use us, O oh Lord God, to spread your light. That would you use us, O oh Lord Jesus, to reconcile these people unto you, Lord God. For now is the time, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, use us, O oh Lord God. Thank you for speaking to us this morning. Continue to have your way in our lives, Lord Jesus. Have your way on those that are affected by all these situations, Lord God. And continue to use us, Lord God, to be your church, Lord Jesus during these times in Jesus mighty name I just want to open up these altars if you're not comfortable with anyone praying for you please pray in your seats all of you at home I want you to spend time just really examining ourselves and seeking after the Lord and asking to truly 
truly, truly use you in these times.